Hello, and welcome to the Hidden Archives podcast. I am your curator and host for tonight's episode, Nicole Clark. We are in the process of moving away from SoundCloud over to Podbean. Soon you'll be able to listen on your favorite streaming service, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and many more. In the meantime, make sure you follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash hidden archives podcast and search at hidden archives on Twitter. We are currently working on a very special bonus episode for you. You can expect to hear our holiday episode sometime before Christmas, so be sure to follow us on social media to get updates on when it will premiere. To quote my old friend H.P. Lovecraft, The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear, and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. The fear doesn't start until the stories begin, so... If you choose to enter the hidden archives, if you choose to study the tomes, if you choose to take this journey with me, you do so at your own risk. Profanity and disturbing content may follow. This is your warning. In our first story, and yes, you heard that correctly, we meet a man with some unwholesome motives. Unwholesome though they might be, we find out he has a plan to resolve his situation that is, perhaps, a bit too well thought out. Ladies and gentlemen, I present, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. As I continued reading through her online blog, instead of finishing my most recent story like I should have done, I became disgustingly aware that she didn't want me for my money. Mainly because she didn't seem to want me at all. Not to mention she had no idea how wealthy I really was. All the same, and against my better judgment, I continued to read and explore until I became literally sick to my stomach. Though I knew my nausea would only become worse for doing so, I stepped outside to have a cigarette. This was not the best habit I'd ever picked up, but it certainly wasn't the worst. Now, I think that prize goes to my habit of choosing certain types of women. If anything was going to kill me anytime soon, it would probably be them. Something in my life needed to change desperately, but I wasn't about to give up smoking. No, no, no. That was my sole means of relaxation in the midst of an otherwise tumultuous lifestyle. I put out the cigarette about halfway through, then placed the remaining half in the ashtray for later. At least it would still be here for me. Maybe. Lately, there was absolutely no progress to be made in my writing. It seemed like all of my ideas had been escaping as soon as I sat down to pound them out. This is how I ended up on Lacey's online blog. I really thought she was interested in me. I know I was interested in her. Or still am interested in her. But as I read through her most recent update, I became aware that she was seeing some douchebag and that she was now in a serious relationship with him. 
He seems like a real fucking winner, too. Oh, well. Best of luck to both of them. A bitch and a douche. I'm sure they'll be happy together, as it seems they were made for each other. But this is all in the past now. It always takes too damn long for this thing to warm up. But I'm finally on the road, and it seems like the oil pressure is high and the engine temp is moderate. She runs well for a 35-year-old Porsche. I look down at the LCD display of the clock on the dash. 9.44 p.m. Isn't it always neat when the time matches the model number of the car? Anytime that happens, I make a wish. Like this time, I wish that my plans are fully realized. That everything goes accordingly. I'm sure it'll all be fine, though. However, the tools in the back are really starting to make a lot of noise. Maybe I should have strapped them down. At least, if nothing else, it assures me that they're all there. I really do need to fix this fuel gauge. It started off with a quarter tank ten minutes or so ago, and now I'm on the lookout for a gas station. At least I'll have time to decide if I want to fill up all the way. You see, if I only put a bit in, I risk running out on my way back. However, if I take the time to fill it up, then I risk running into problems in the not-so-distant future. My timing could use some work, that's certain. But the way I figure, I have the last half of the cigarette and its amount of time remaining to figure things out. Screw it. I'm pulling in here and just filling it. I have a really bad feeling I'm going to get there and Lacey will be with him. Jason. The aforementioned douchebag, that is. I know I can handle her, but I've never met him before. I really hope he is as bad for her as I imagined, because that would mean he just isn't there. If that turns out to be the case, then my job is simple. I just have to follow the plan in a timely manner and get out before anything surprising can happen. She isn't expecting me, so I have that element working for me. Hell, she'll probably think it's him when I pull into the drive and she'll welcome me with open arms. Or legs in her case. Wouldn't that be a pretty picture? Her caught with her pants down? Literally. But the most likely scenario is nothing of the sort. She'll see the car, know who it is right away, and think I came over for some sort of explanation. I guess there will be explaining involved, but it won't be her feeding me any of her bullshit. It'll be me giving a short and detailed synopsis of why she's suddenly a piece of trash, and then what I actually intend to do about it. Yeah, I have a really good feeling about this. She probably won't know what hit her. I will, though. It'll be an ice pick. Call me cliche and eccentric, but I like a breakup to be a memorable experience. That way, you can know what went wrong and try to avoid those very same mistakes in the future. This really is some very good advice. 
I suggest you take it. I've already taken some lessons to heart for myself from the last five girlfriends I've had. For example, bring your own bleach. They never have enough. Don't save any mementos. And finally, don't say goodbye. They uh, start to pick up on something at about that point. But then again, if Jason is there, then I might be learning a whole new set of material. Oh well. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I shouldn't have to actually say this, but if one of you dear listeners has a friend named Lacey who hasn't responded to texts lately, you might want to consider popping in to check on her. Our next tale tells of a man who is maybe not so good at planning as our previous character. Let's hear what happens to him in Something to Think About. I'd been uh, meaning to call the office maintenance team and have the latch on the balcony door fixed for a while. Should have done that. I just put it off too long, I guess. So, does that uh, make this suicide? If so, then feel free to consider this my suicide. No, but it's uh, more than that. I just felt I needed to explain what happened, you know, uh, how I ended up freezing to death like this. I've been out here for three hours already, and I know that's the most likely conclusion of my current predicament. I may have had a better chance if I went with an apartment on a lower floor from which I could jump down, or if I went with one that had the balcony facing the street. But that's not the case at any rate, no. I'm uh, I'm five floors up, and uh, the only thing behind me is a short rock ledge before a 70-foot vertical drop. Private, though, and uh, very beautiful on such a night like this. Dark, starry, clear, and cold. Very cold, uh, well below freezing. I've tried yelling for help, but uh, no one seems to think I'm serious. I've been told to shut up three times by my neighbors now. Jackasses? Oh well, they will get their comeuppance, I'm quite sure of that. I kind of knew this might happen, you see, the... The latch on the sliding door locks when it's in the the down position, and I guess after 15 years of use, some of the components have worn out, so the door locks itself if you shut it too hard, which apparently I did. I just came to get a breath of fresh air for a few minutes, so I, I didn't put on warm clothes, and I I didn't grab my phone. I did grab a, a pen in this card that I planned on sending to my girlfriend for her birthday. I was going to sign it out here while my uh, head was clear and my lungs were full of the crisp, refreshing air. It all got pretty scary pr- pretty fast, too. I was out here for maybe five minutes before I decided to go back in. But the door wouldn't budge. I tried breaking it, but the glass is uh, almost bulletproof. The price we pay for home security, am I right? 
damn, I can't feel my hands anymore. The only reason I keep writing is because it takes my mind off of my situation. I don't feel as cold and helpless while I'm writing. However, I do know that I am probably only making things worse by postponing my full acceptance of the situation. I mean, what would you do? I'll die at the same time either way. Once I go hypothermic, I've gone hypothermic. That's it. No uh, no amount of acceptance or denial is going to prolong the process. Once I reach that point, then it's only a matter of time before my bodily systems start to shut down. And I can tell that I am well on my way. I, I, can't, I can't think straight. I'm already getting a frostbite on my fingers, nose, and ears. What? What can I do? I can't help but think that this would make a really good Jack London story, like uh, his short story, uh, To Build a Fire. But in that story, the character at least had a chance. He just made a bunch of really stupid decisions. Uh, he, he went out alone, didn't pay attention to where he was walking, and he built the fire under a tree. I think I'm rambling now, I'm, and I'm running out of room on this stupid little greeting card. I'm really starting to lose it. Sorry, I kind of blacked out there for a bit. Don't know where I went. I just sort of took leave of my senses. Can barely hold the pen anymore. It's by sheer willpower that I continue to write. But as I said, it helps take my mind off. Fuck! It takes my mind off of thinking a way out. God! I, I could have swung myself onto the patio below me, or at least I could have tried. I can't even get up now. I'm just so cold. I'm sorry, babe. I won't get a chance to send your card. Happy birthday, anyway. Apparently even the hidden archives contain this moral. Never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. I'd also like you all to know that when our first character got to Lacey's house, Jason wasn't there with her. He was busy chilling out at his own place. I hope that you join us next time for another freshly curated story. May you stay cozy and warm as you wait for our holiday special. This has been a production of the Rhodes Collaborative Experience, LLC. Please no reproduction, duplication, or bastardization of any content without written consent from RCX or its partners. Ex Animo, Ex Tempus, and Archivum.